0: Welcome to the end of Season 1 of the LB Performance Podcast with me, your host, Lawrence Bourne. Season 1 finale ready upon us, 10 episodes in. I still remember Episode 1 like it was yesterday. Time has absolutely flown in since then. And so far, the support and the feedback that I've gotten from you, the listeners, has been much appreciated and taken on board. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking to Patrick Smith, a returning and former guest of mine, who you would have recognised from Episode 7 in my Chats with Mates segment. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking about how to set up your own podcast, a guide in which to do that. If you guys are interested at all in setting up your own podcast, then this is what I wish I had to listen to when I was setting up mine. There was a few difficulties along the way in setting it up. There was a few things I didn't really know how to do. And hopefully this guide will provide you with the simplicity and the clarity to set up your very own podcast. Patrick is one of the co-hosts on his own show called Go On Guess. Where to listen if you're interested in anything to do with education and also having a laugh along the way. What you guys have become accustomed to is hearing me at the end of the episode give a little follow-up before we before I wrap up the episode. On today's episode, it's going to be slightly different. I'm actually going to be wrapping up the season one finale with Patrick. So stick around for a special announcement at the end. Get in touch using my contact details that Ari will provide you at the end, as always. And enjoy the episode. <laughs> hey, Parker. Welcome back to the LB Performance Podcast. How are you getting on?
1: Doing pretty good. Happy to be back. I'm happy the listenership didn't project me in its entirety. So now I'm here to speak from a point of privilege from, and influence, you know, of course. Yes. I, something I'm Perfectly an expert in, Adam, not hyping myself up at all for that. (laughs) Um, So
0: uh, we're actually recording on uh, St. Patrick's Day. So that'll be the Wednesday, the 17th. Uh, This episode will be released on the Friday. So if you are listening, a happy belated St. Patrick's Day. If you do check it out by Instagram, I actually have a picture of myself and Patrick wearing slightly green stuff. I'm wearing my daughter's um, art project from school and then also having a lovely uh, pint again and switch around to the shop for specifically for this. So
1: meanwhile, I'm wearing just a random child's Art project. I didn't have a daughter to use. <laughs> you have
0: to get your own. <laughs> anyway, so for any any of the listeners that might be interested in setting up their own podcast, we're here to give you guys some advice on what we've been through. The way we have it set up in the episode is that we have four steps, and we're going to go through them one by one. And myself and Paka both have our own experiences, which we're going to share with you. One, planning your podcast. So, Paka, why don't you take it away on this one?
1: So, this is the the ideas section of it. This is like the the meat and bones of your podcast. I will say I speak from the highest of soapboxes when I say the three white guys talking podcast has been done to death. Everyone says this when they're sitting there at the pub. Ignore the fact that my podcast was invented in a pub. They all sit there and go like, this would be a great podcast. You need more substance than that. So you need, so say in this case of this podcast, you need something where it's going to be, say fitness-based or business-based. And you're like, you're trying to help people along the way. That might be your idea. Or your idea might be like a really niche podcast about hamster raising I don't know what your niche is but you need to like nail this down if your goal is just going to and like hey let's just record ourselves I'm going to spoil something for you no one's going to care if it's just you and your mates talking no one's going to care so my podcast it is three white guys talking yes our whole shtick is basically a game we played in the pub so it's semi-educational one of us raised a topic then leaders have to like speculate theorize and blind guess their way to the right answer so you will Bring up something like the Wild West. How true was that? And they're going to have to try guess away along, and that's the whole fun. It's so you can kind of play along at home because there's all this open air to like think about in as the others try to guess away along, and it's a bit of fun. And I think that works for us. But you might have a podcast where you don't have other people on. It might just be you talking. You need to be able to plan it out and have something that can kind of go on week by week. It doesn't have to be a forever podcast. It can just be ten episodes and it's done.
0: I love listening to that point because in the in the entire a bit of advice that you gave. You both promoted and degraded your podcast in quite literally one paragraph.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like genuinely though, the, the three white guys talking into a podcast is beaten so far to death. Even Gordon Elliott wouldn't sit in it. That joke is about three weeks old, but it's amazing. And I'm super happy with it. <laughs>
0: Oh, there's one mistake I always make when it comes to drinking around friends is one actually drinking. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to the next point, um, where I'm going to talk about is actually creating a name. And this is, I'm going to use Go On Guests, which is obviously Packers Podcast. I'm going to mention my uh, podcast name, which is the LP Performance Podcast. Both very uh, specific podcast titles, which is obviously what you want as a title, in my opinion. You can create a name which is quite you could, it could be a clever name, like go on Guess." That's quite descriptive. And um, you can have the LB performance podcast is actually a brand name. So again, there's two different types of names there for different purposes. So I would say, depending on what your podcast type is. If-
1: yeah. It's important, but not super important. Cause what I will say is if you're doing a put name, don't be super specific because with podcasts and a lot of creative ideas, they change over the years as time goes on. So if you've really mm. nailed down your podcast of like We are the Timmy the Hamster podcast. I don't know why we're doing podcasts for hamsters. It's just a thing. If you're the Timmy the Podcast hamster and then down the line, you're like, what if we also want to do guinea pigs? You've kind of stuck yourself in that corner. Whereas if you're a little bit more general, but also as descriptive as you can be, yes.
0: And what I also would say about that is as well, don't overthink it, but don't rush it either. And there's a nice little balance between the two there that if you have a good name in your head, just use that, I would say. Just keep it nice and simple, as you said. To go on to the next sub point then about planning your podcast is creating a logo. So for me, I had a good friend of mine called David Sheridan, who's very tech savvy when it comes to logo creation. So thankfully now I managed to ask him to do it. And we just exchanged a fee and it was all done and dusted. And we, I just basically li- liaised with him as to what I wanted from my logo, which if you can actually see, and you can probably look back on whatever it is you're listening to now, you can see it's actually a brain with a barbell in the middle and a weight plate on the other side. So again, it's quite self-explanatory as a logo. And what can I would say, and even for you, Paco, obviously you have Go On Guess written in is a cartoon a kind of type of
1: animation. Before we go on to my podcast, because I do love talking about my podcast, <laughs> can we do a little behind the scenes of how much you agonized over the colors for your logo? Just to pull the thing, back, you, you must have sent me this 15 different variations of like, oh, the brain is very slightly different. I think the amygdala looks better in this one. This one's got an orange brain. And oh my God, you... Uh- agonized over this
0: yeah between you and i'd say my my, oh the three other close friends in my life including david himself actually obviously being the logo designer I would have gone back for months on this. Like I I probably, the, the whole process for actually setting up the podcast took longer than I actually needed to. That's being perfectly honest with you and the listener. For me, yeah. the logo took more than a couple of months to do mm-hmm. when in reality, it probably shouldn't have taken that long. I was on a previous podcast before this and that logo didn't take anything more than about four or five days. That's me though. As a person, I just, lo- I just I, it needs to be perfect or it just won't happen.
1: Also, can we touch on that? I think you've kind of nailed a great point there where... To get good at podcasting, you need to make podcasts, and I think if you overthink it at the start, you spend way too much time getting bogged down in logos and stuff. We're going to go into like later on, like recording music, make sure it's all perfect. You're kind of missing the point. Yeah. You you have time, you have seasons to get good, but you kind of need to just be doing it. So that's if there's one thing you're going to take away from everything we're about to say, you can stop listening after this point. I guarantee you, it's just start, get into it, and get going. Put episodes out. No one's going to listen initially, which is both. Kind of disheartening, but also incredibly freeing. If you mess up, like 20 people listen. It's yeah. fine. And if no you nail cares. it, then you'll start pulling in more people. And that's great. And then you're building, you know, and they'll grow with you. From that point, point. and from their perspective, your podcast just gets better and better and better as it goes, which is wonderful. But the important thing is, just start. We've, you and I have both been guilty of just sitting on the fence for ages about it. And like, we had this idea. To be honest, it was your first podcast that finally made me go, let's go for it, you know got the team together and we we started.
0: You guys did it very quickly. I even remember on my last podcast, we, myself and the two lads that were on it, did about, oh nine nine practice episodes over about a couple of months, whereas you and your crew probably did it in about, what, one practice episode and you just tore into it?
1: Like oh, that, oh, we, we did, we did two. two. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> so two <laughs> practice episodes I, then. I have the second one ever recorded and I kind of, I'm sitting on it to one day release it because it's going to be terrible in comparison yeah. to what we do now but it's so like that director's commentary. Can you do a director's commentary for podcasts? Cause you're speaking over yourself. Uh, I, I don't think know. That has
0: to be a niche of the market right there. Parker. <laughs> I, so again, to reiterate what Parker said, just to, just to get started with it. Like even if the logo isn't perfect, even if your the, the content isn't fantastic, honestly, even sitting in front of a microphone can be daunting enough. So just, and we're, again, we'll talk about this later on, but to actually start just, Doing a podcast and talking into a microphone, recording yourself, listening to yourself and your guests or your co-hosts speak, that is the most progressive way to develop your podcast. So to go on to the next point, then is the episode plan and preparation. So still on the topic of planning your podcast. So the reason why I have this down, and this is just because of who I am, I like my element of structure, I like knowing what's ahead. So for me, I like to plan out my episodes at least two or three episodes ahead of myself. And then possibly have a plan B set up as well in case something was to change last minute with that guest on that particular week. Hypothetically, if they went sick or if they had something to do, then I would either ask the next guest to come on or I'll have a plan B of of an episode that I'll do instead. Uh, Just as a substitute, what I typically do is a week or two before I have a guest on. So let's just say, for example, Paka, I had you on today. I I messaged you last week and I asked you, are you free to do the podcast at this day on this time? And then it's a simple message and off you go. Last point I wanted to make was about the bio or the info. So when it comes to the info about the podcast, when you actually set up your podcast, one of the things that you'll be asked to do is um, write down the information of the podcast. So anyone that might be interested in reading the po- or reading about the podcast or getting information on it, if you keep your information, and I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to give you the abbreviation of KISS, K-I-S-S, keep it stupid simple. So don't go into a big, long essay about what your podcast is. I was guilty of that to first start off with a nice, simple paragraph or two, just explaining who you are, what you're doing and what you're here for and why the listeners should listen is very effective as far as bringing in people to listen is concerned. Two. So point number two is recording your podcast. So we're actually going to be talking about the equipment, the procedure. And then for me, I'm going to talk about a little bit of something called feedback at the very end. So pack up equipment, you're the tech savvy one here. Go for it.
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, this is a bit we get into where you're going to need about 6,000 euros to get started with recording. <laughs> I'm kidding. Back in the day, there probably was a thing of drinking
0: where- <laughs> my f- goodness again when you made me laugh. Oh, my God. The
1: language. God, I don't you know what podcast is? It's fine. Listeners know what to expect. You basically just need your phone. There are services, not the one that we use, but there's a podcast provider owned by Amazon called Anchor. And I know they push this whole thing of like on the app they produce. You can just record it via your phone, edit it on your phone and put it out there. It, so it could be zero. For us, uh, what we really like is on Amazon, uh, they sell like USB microphones that are somewhere between 25 and 40 euros. I think is a nice sweet spot. So you get really, really nice sound. I also say this speaking from a microphone that cost me 200 euros, but I've owned this thing for about 20 years. So it's fine. <laughs> so once you set up microphone, basically all you need then is a way to record it. So you can do it via your phone or the way we're doing it is via... Uh, the laptop for this podcast specifically you need to choose how you're going to record it then so sorry on this podcast specifically then you use zoom Mm -hmm. on my podcast we use uh an audio software so audacity is a free one so once again no money i personally use adobe audition because i hate audacity with a passion for editing for recording it's wonderful my two co-hosts use it it's great recording I'll get back to that in a while. That's, that's a personal rant.
0: And that's kind of it. And I want to make a point about that as well, actually, Paco, what you said about Zoom. So I, I would use Zoom for recording all my episodes with all my guests. Just a heads up as well. This is There's no product placement going on here. But when it comes to Zoom, they have, this feature, it, on this, <laughs> they have this feature on Zoom where basically you can uh, set the audio recording so that when you finish the recording of the episode, the recording will actually download to your laptop in a file that you choose. Now, the benefit to Zoom is that, and it's one of the only places I've found that, that do this, when you save the audio recording, you can actually save both you and your guests audio recording separately in two separate files, or, or and you can, you can actually save the entire recording of both of your voices together in the same, in the same file. So that makes it a lot easier if you have the two separate files as far as editing is concerned, which we'll come to next. But that's why I would personally recommend Zoom. I find it very straightforward, very easy. You change one setting and all of a sudden you have two audio recordings. In that particular instance, you may not even need an Audacity or an Adobe Audition to actually record your episode because it's already being recorded through Zoom. The only thing that you'd need Audacity or Audition for is actually just to edit it. So just to keep that in mind anyway. Um, and then the last thing as well, we actually have, which um, if you wanted to have a look on the Instagram channel again on LB Performance, uh, you can see Paka's pick or the picture that I have of Paka is he has a microphone arm. Now, how much was this for you, Paka? Uh,
1: This one was a very posh 40 euro microphone arm, but they do come from about 15 pounds from Amazon. I love these things because you, you can use your hands underneath them. You just push them out of the way when you're not using it. So for me to sit down and start recording a podcast, it takes as long as my computer takes to boot which, spoiler alert, isn't very long. It's great. But the microphone arm just stands up against the wall. And that's it. When I want it, I just pull it down. And it looks very professional. Everyone is very excited when I do it. It's, it's quite,
0: quite a sight to behold. And I have one myself. And unfortunately, I'm not spoiled enough to use it on my kitchen table.
1: Um... <laughs> uh, what I will say, a lot of the microphones we talked about, the 40 euro ones and whatever off Amazon, they will come with a little stand, like a little mini tripod that stands in your table, which is great until you get excited and start touching around the table and you can just hear this little tapping sound in the microphone and it gets very annoying for your listeners. So mm. the microphone arm, it suspends the microphone so I can punch my table. I'm not going to because I'm weak and it will hurt me. Uh, <laughs> but you won't be able to hear it. And it's wonderful.
0: Brilliant. There's something I actually want to go
1: into, which is called feedback. Now, for me,
0: being in the coaching business as such, I prioritize feedback when it comes to talking to people, giving them feedback, and then giving me feedback and of constructive criticism. So with the guests that I've had on pretty much every week, I've always asked them at the end of the podcast, how did you find it? Because at the end of the day, you have to kind of think about it as if someone's walking into your home. You are a host. You're pretty much welcoming someone into within your vicinity to talk about something they're experienced in, or if you're having your co-host on, you're talking about something mutual. The point of which is that you're looking for that constructive criticism and feedback so that you can get better in each episode that you're going to do. And that's what actually makes your podcast a bit better when you set a bit more confidence with the microphone. And also when you're able to have that fluid conversation with someone that actually the conversation that may be lasting 45 minutes to an hour actually feels like a half an hour, 20 minute episode. Those are the best ones when you're both recording and listening back to it. So that's the one thing I definitely would say is feedback asking your guests for feedback and then also giving your guests feedback as well if they're seeking it because then if they're ever hopping onto a podcast in the future, that's something they keep in mind if they want it.
1: I will throw it. You know this well because you've had more guests on than my show typically would. People get very nervous the first time they're on microphone and know they're being recorded. It's it's a very intimidating thing to do. Even when I step onto different people's podcasts, I sort of get nervous because the control is gone. Normally I can edit myself if I need to. So you do... What's great is like a little preamble in the 15 minutes just before the show, just to say hi, get chat. And it also warms up your voice so you kind of sound a little bit better. But I highly recommend it just to kind of make them feel at home because it should be a conversation. Like you shouldn't be out to get them and you should be very open to if they say something that they shouldn't have said or they don't want public, be very open to like, oh, I'll cut that bit. It's fine. Don't worry about it.
0: That's just, the one thing I've actually know, found helped my guests ease a lot more is that I can I, <laughs> I pretty much said to them, I can make you sound really good in my editing. Uh so like that if they say something <laughs> unlike you, I can do it for you.
1: <laughs> uh, that is what Lawrence is saying. Yeah,
0: for yeah, that's fair. They like your guess have would be wonderful, but sometimes the hemming and hawing can probably get in the way of a very, very good point. And I know that myself personally. And that's a brilliant segue into point number three editing. And this is the big part now that I am going to let Paka take control of. So Paka, lead the way. I'm gonna drink my Guinness.
1: <laughs> I'm going to wait till you sip to make jokes. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with editing, this is once again, it's like with the money thing, it, it can be hours and hours and hours of editing. Like you could spend a week on one episode or it could be absolutely zero time. You could have a really fluid, nice conversation, people who are good speakers and you just put it out. You might have your ums and ahs and people pausing to think about what they're going to say next. But sometimes that works. Sometimes it flows. And maybe if you're just getting started, that's the way you put out. I am kind of, I split the difference. I take about twice as long as an episode is to edit it because I'll play it through. And as I hear an ums, as I will go in and start cutting there, well, I suppose we're editing. It also, it depends on how many people you have. So your first step is, if it's just you, that's great. This is where audacity is really, really good. You can go in and probably just cut your sections up, put your music on, podcast episode out, because you know what's going to be said. With multiple people, you get into where you have to line it up. And this is where Zoom is really, really handy because all the audio recordings are the same length and you can just stack them, make them sound pretty, and it's great. Uh, But editing seems really intimidating. Lawrence, how long did it take me to teach you how to edit a podcast?
0: I would say it took you no longer than 20 minutes.
1: That's because there really isn't much to it. You need to know how to cut. You need to know how to drag your clips around. And then maybe if you have multiple things, you need to just work out in your audio editor how to sync all the clips so they stay synced. Because what might happen is you might cut your sentence, but then your co-host sentence still still stays underneath and they go out of sync. So you're replying to something that was said five minutes ago as you get halfway through the episode. But I make this sound way more complicated than it is. Editing a podcast is the most simple thing in the world. It's just sometimes time consuming if you're one of these people like me who likes to go in and cut out as many as, as you can to try make your podcast shorter than you think it needs to be. That's not to say may, uh, any more than five seconds, you're done. It's not TikTok. Just if the section is kind of only sort of interesting to you, it's probably going to be less interesting again to the audience. So just cut it So long as everything makes sense and you can make it flow. Uh, do it. Cause the short episodes, I think help a lot of people. And it seems less intimidating later on when people go to listen to your podcast, they see like a, a 20 minute episode about a certain topic, rather than like a three hour one. Can I jump in on
0: on there super quickly actually? And you make an extremely good point. The one thing that I realize about editing, editing podcasts is that even though you may have an an, an episode that's as long as about maybe an hour or maybe 75 minutes, an hour 15 to when you actually cut it back, the the average time that I found, I actually cut it down to is between 45 and 50. And that's including adding in my own audio clips, at the start and the end of the episode. And then to make another point, what you said about kind of the 20 minute episodes, 30 minute episode, maybe even 45 minute episodes in this moment in time with COVID, a lot of people are going out on walks. A lot of people are going out for runs. A lot of people are going out for workouts, even in their own back garden if the weather's slightly decent. People are listening to podcasts now a little bit more than what they used to, because now they need something to listen to while they're going out for that walk or that run. So to even to have an, an episode that's 20, 30, even 40 minutes longer a push, is actually a very friendly time to someone to help them pass time a bit quicker and hopefully learn something or have a laugh along the way as well. And then it's a very simple thing to actually mention as well, but just to put it out there is to save the recording of the episode and your guest's audio recording somewhere very easy to find on your laptop. And I made this mistake when I first started off, when I actually, when I saved the audio clip, but I'm not too sure where I saved it to. And it was the most frustrating thing having to actually go back, type in in the search bar, my file manager, um, the name of the audio clip and I completely forgot about it at that stage. So make sure that you actually give it a very easily remembered name, a very simple name like Audio Record Episode 1 or just Episode 1, something as simple as that. Save it somewhere like your desktop so you can easily access it or a file for the podcast and then you can easily access it that way and then have everything saved in that folder. Makes it very convenient for your own use. And the one thing actually, and this is where we're going to go into and pack I know you feel very strongly about this, is sound effects and music. Now, for me, I would actually get a lot of my sound effects and my music from the royalty free channels off of YouTube. And thank God for YouTube to MB3 download. Um, because that has actually re- been where I've, I've gotten all my clips, all my audio clips, all my music, all my sound effects have all been from there. The simple key to that is just typing in royalty free, followed by whatever sound it is that you want.
1: So, Lawrence, um, what does royalty free mean? <laughs>
0: I'm uh, for anyone that knows me, I'm lightweight king. So after one pint of Guinness, I can't, I tend to slur my words. <laughs> so uh, uh, as far as I'm aware, royalty free is basically where you basically don't get sued for using someone's particular music.
1: In essence, yes, 100%. You don't have to pay a royalty per use.
0: Yeah, if you go on and your podcast is about feminism and you want to start using Beyonce as, you know, as your, your, what are your songs for your main theme, then you can't do that because obviously it's owned. So using a royalty-free sound is a lot (laughs) easier on your part. And then as far as you're concerned, you actually have a lot more options when it comes to royalty-free audio.
1: I will push you for your main music that you're going to use a lot. Go royalty-free. There's so much out there. There's a great site, literally just Google royalty free music. You'll find loads. But if you're a small podcast, I'm, I'm just going to be, to be honest with you, if you get like 30 to a thousand listens an episode, that's a very small podcast. You can probably get away with using a clip of Beyonce to make your point in an episode as well, unless you're putting it onto YouTube, which we'll get to how you distribute later on, because a lot of stuff has content ID checks. Four.
0: The last point then we want to make about setting up your own podcast is publishing and promoting. So in return to that question you asked me about royalty-free music, Paka, RSS feeds. Take
1: it away, please. So in my own words, a podcast RSS feed Off contains Google. information about your show. <laughs> I might have just Googled this for this. Uh, so, send... <laughs> so in essence, to put out the way podcast distribution works, because you'll realize it's not like YouTube. It's not like one site you go to. You can get podcasts everywhere. You can get out from Apple, from Spotify, from Pocket Cast, whatever you use. So they all go to an RSS feed. What is an RSS feed? It basically just contains all the information of your show. And then you just need to get some sort of service. You can do it yourself. If you're listening to this, just way easier ways. And we'll touch on those in just a second to basically point Apple to your RSS feed, to point Spotify to your RSS feed, to basically like make your podcast available on their apps. That's really as much as you need to know. So how do you go about it? You and I, and our podcast and go and guests and the LB performance podcast, both use Podbean. Once again, not sponsored, but it was a fairly reasonable price for a certain amount of downloads, certain amount of bandwidth. What it lets you do is very simply, you go onto the website, you go click new episode upload, give it the file you want. Then from inside it, you can put a photo on it if you want to. So you see that in your podcast player, you can put a title on it. You can put a description in it with any links you need. And it's as simple as that, to be honest. And you do need to put a little bit of money down here. There is free ones to get you started. If you're just, you know, putting out one for you and your grandma to listen to, it can be free, but it's safe for the year. It's 25 euros, 30 euros. It's not expensive to get started. But
0: just to reiterate, you can also start free. So if this is just like a little hobby that you're looking to start off with, do consider just going free for now.
1: Lawrence, to pull back the curtain again, what happened to you two weeks ago? with your free account I don't, I don't want to talk about it what happened two years ago to, i don't want to talk
0: about it <laughs> i'm not sponsored by bobby and i pay me money to say this um, did your show stop being downloaded temporarily yeah and that was what eight episodes in so yeah. i mean for 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 eight episodes i roughly what 45 minutes an episode that's you know that's not bad for a little, little hobby to start off with but again like that to to give the listeners the full story, I was about eight episodes in, as I said. And I remember I was trying to upload this episode. um I was trying to upload actually episode eight at the time. And I messaged Packer because he's my my, I mean, if you have an issue, you know the way you call Curry's PC, and you trying want, to want to talk to one of the tech advisors, Packer is that for me. So sure enough, I would like message him and I said, listen, What's up with this? My, my file is the same size as all the other ones. What's going on? And you pretty much just said, you, you think you're the limit basically. And I just said, right, okay. So I ended up paying a fee of, I think it was roughly about 11 euro a month for my package on Podbean. You paid- Because you so
1: many downloads.
0: Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah.
1: your issue. Totally. I think I spent 50 euros for the whole year. Uh, I don't know how you managed to spend so much money. It's just, you're too popular. That's, <laughs> it's your downfall really. We're all listening. It's a podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Everyone go on to go on guess
0: and just let him spend more money of himself, please. Um, <laughs> but anyway, sorry to go back to the point then. So again, you can start off free. Some websites will only give you a certain amount of, as you said, Parker, um, downloads will only give you a certain amount of uploads, a certain amount of time. Some websites will only also give you a certain amount of days. So it's just a case of, how long you want to continue on the podcast for, if it's worth the money as far as you know, spending the microphone is concerned, spending money on the website, host. And then after that, then really, it's just up to you. The one thing I found in fairness, after spending a bit of money on Podbean was that one <laughs> unlimited uploads, as far as audio was concerned, that was unreal. Didn't have to worry about uploading speeds or anything like that at all. The other thing as well is the analytical breakdown of actually the listeners, And for me, that that was really, really important because I got to see then which episodes the listeners actually gravitated to more and which ones they enjoyed more. Because during the actual analytics of the episode, it tells you from what point from start to finish did the listeners actually stop listening. So that's really, really key. So it gives you a good indication of what parts they're listening to and what parts they're not listening to.
1: And this is once again, coming back to feedback, but now we're on the other end of it. It's not your podcast host or your guest. It's the listener, which is... exactly the most important person. It gives it also gives you information
0: on peak times of the on, of the downloads in each week. So it tells you what day or what time in each week then that you're actually getting the most amount of downloads in your week. And then to basically go into what Parker said, actually, and I think you wanted to touch back on this, if I'm not mistaken, about getting your RSS feed out towards where you get your podcasts um, these days, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, uh, podcast. How do you go about doing that?
1: Yeah, that's what all these services are for. So, if you just Google uh, "podcast host provider" something like that, you will find so many of these, and you can just find comparison sites to go through them. Once again, we like Podbean because you can technically do this by yourself. You could run a server and have all these different services point to your podcast. Fantastically easier to just, you know, ask Podbean to do it. So. The way it will work is when you upload your episode to them, they go, hey, Apple, look at this for me, would you? So then anyone with an iPhone on Apple Podcasts can just search your podcast name, search Go On Guest, and your podcast will come up. Uh, Similarly, you go onto Spotify then, and Podbean's over there and be like, hey, look at me. Uh, And anyone can just search your podcast there. And you basically just need to go where the people are. So anyone listening to a podcast is either using a dedicated podcast RSS feed reader, which in my case is what I use. I use a, an, an app called Pocket Cast. But I'd say your analytics probably reflect the same thing. Most people use Spotify. Yeah, uh, and this so- actually
0: I found recently, uh, I, I, I came in with the assumption that iTunes was the one that was most used. But the way it's actually advertised is that iTunes have the most amount of podcasts on their service. However, in my own experience, I actually get, I would say, 80% of my listeners from Spotify. And the good thing about each one of those uh, websites when you actually go on is that it'll tell you the breakdown of your listeners specific to that actual website that you're streaming through, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, whatever have you. It's really, really good for that information as well. The other thing about publishing a podcast as well is for me, I actually find that picking a day to release the weekly episode as well as recording your episode is also extremely key as far as giving you a structure and a routine is concerned, but also giving you that time to edit the podcast before you release it. Now, the one thing I'm actually going to touch on here is make sure that the quality of your podcast is good enough that you think people would want to listen to it. For me, I remember uh, recording my solo episode. I think it was my one of my first couple of episodes. I think it was my fourth episode in. I actually was meant to do a solo episode. And when I did it, I actually got myself and the message to sit down and listen to it together. And we both just looked at each other and said, that was shit. So I pulled the episode for that week and I went on my Instagram, which I'll touch on in a second. And I basically said to the listeners, yeah, I'm not particularly happy with this episode. It wasn't up to standard. You won't be getting it this week. However, episode four, that will be next week with this particular guest.
1: Mantra I always work to with Creative Things is make something you would listen to or make something you would watch. You know, it's kind of hard sometimes when you're listening, particularly when you're trying to get used to listening to your own voice. But once you can get over that and see it from a kind of third party perspective, if you wouldn't listen to what you're making, what's the point?
0: Yeah. And the other thing I actually want to say about RSS feeds And a lot of people, I'm sure Google this once I set up a podcast is how often do iTunes and Spotify and everything actually refresh so that if you were to upload an episode, say today at nine o'clock in the evening, when will it actually show up on those platforms? For me, again, I'm not promoting Spotify, but I actually found Spotify is very, very quick. Within 15 minutes, my episode will be up with them. With iTunes, it'll depend on the day, but it takes usually between an hour or two hours at best for my episode to pop on there.
1: Don't worry. iPhone users are used to getting... Features very late compared to everyone else on Android. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> to go into a nice segue here as far as promoting the podcast is concerned. Paka, lead the way.
1: So this is one thing I will stress. Both you and I are relative novices at. It's uh, like I can speak from, you know, I'm an expert at absolutely everything else we talk about. So the question I'll ask you, because I ask myself this all the time, how did you find the most recent podcast you've begun listening to? And often I'm like, I'm not entirely sure. So this isn't necessary directly to you, Lars. This is you at home, well, wherever you are, you might be on the bus, I don't care. Uh, Just (laughs) take a second and think like, how did you find it? So you need to find those channels. So obviously there's a way you and I both do it. We have Instagram pages, but that's kind of more so I find at least. Uh, It's not great for discovery, but it's great for keeping in touch with your current audience. So if someone's found your podcast, they typically will go to your Instagram and then kind of hang out there so you know what's coming up. And it's great to like get the inside jokes from your podcast or like the behind-the-scenes photos or like that. Discovery, it's not great. So you need to work out what you're gonna do. You could do the Facebook ads. We've tried Instagram ads to reasonable success. We more just get Instagram followers than podcast listeners. There's a few tools you and I both use. I think you turned me onto it. It's called headliner. It lets you upload your podcast to it. And then you can take a snippet of it, say, just 60 seconds for like an Instagram or TikTok or whatever you want to put it. And it will take the audio from your podcast and turn it into text. So you can upload it. And if you put it on your story and people don't have sound on, they can still read what's been said in your episode and it might grab them. It might just be that little thing that needs to be like, oh, I've always wondered why hamsters do that. Let's <laughs> check out this podcast. It, it's Kimmy <laughs> the Hamster podcast. You can make it. It's fine. I'm giving it to you for free. It's a great idea. Um, <laughs> You're distracting me with your laughing. We're
0: (laughs) infatuated with hamsters today. This, um, this has to be, I have to address there's something subconscious here going on that you have to talk about hamsters so much today. <laughs> We're here to pro- talk about how to set up a podcast.
1: And the one thing you keep going back to is talking about f- hamsters. <laughs> it's there's a market there for hamster breeders, okay? And Jesus. they are underserved by the podcast community
0: at large. If you do not speak about this in your next episode of the podcast, I am going to be
1: extremely disappointed. I am going on Joe Rogan to talk about hamsters.
0: <laughs> three hours of hamsters. <laughs> also you. talking
1: of Joe Rogan, there's a good way to uh, get discovered. Just keep doing controversial stuff all the time and people will Google you.
0: And another point about Joe Rogan, no one's going to listen to your episode if it's three hours long. Please keep it nice and, nice and short. If you are also looking for an extra tip on this, the one thing that I'm yet to do myself, but I'm going to, is to actually upload your podcast to a, I'm trying to think of what's the, yeah, upload your podcast to a platform that a lot of your listeners are already on. Now, I don't mean Instagram. For me, a lot of the fitness and wellbeing industry is actually on Twitter, which is the one place that I actually haven't touched yet as far as promoting my podcast is concerned. Keep your marketing and keep your promoting specific to where a bunch of your listeners may actually be online. Off topic, are there hamster forums? <laughs> So to go into the last bit of the show, guys, Packet, as you know, every single week, I have listeners' questions from my Instagram page. So this particular person wants to remain anonymous. So the
1: question is, how would you go about making money from a podcast? I will stress, if you're getting started, don't worry about it. Because every way I'm going to go into after this, it kind of based on your viewership or your listenership. So if you have 10 listens, if you have 100 listens, the amount of money we're talking about here is cents. So... Really don't stress with this early on, but if you want to get into it, there's a lot of ways to do it. So the most obvious one is the one you're probably familiar with is uh, this episode of the LB Performance Podcast is brought to you by, and it's, it's brand integration. So it is either getting people to reach out to you so they might reach out if they're in your niche, say Rogue Fitness might reach out to you if you're feeling really good, or Hamster Kibble might reach out to the Timmy the Hamster Podcast about... <laughs> <laughs> um, but once you're in touch with them, then you have to kind of sort your rates. You have to work out how much, how much is it for you to like read this out the section? How much is it to you to not annoy your audience, but you're going to leverage your audience for the money. So you want to make it worth their while and you want to make it worth your while. So that's the most obvious one, the, the most common one. There are a few, uh, I don't know if Podbean is amongst them. There's a few podcast host providers that will do this automatically from you. And I believe Anchor is one of them. That will do it right from the get-go so you just be like i am cool with ads and then it'll go cool point me to where you want an ad and then it will so you just upload your episode as normal no ad or anything and it will insert the ad for you so it's gonna be a different voice it might be a little bit jarring but like you know it's like an ad on tv It's it's nothing crazy and right away it's going to start making you money so that is an option for you and then the other option is uh, Amazon affiliate. So if you do a podcast that might be based on, say you're doing a tech-based podcast, or even say you are like reviewing gym equipment or something to make it kind of relevant to this, you might be able to put links in your description of stuff just on Amazon. And from there, if someone clicks via your link to buy the product at normal price, you will get a little kickback from it. So uh, once again, this is going to be very based on how many people you can push through. So early on, it mightn't be a lot of money, but later on, it might be a lot of money. You know, every month or at the very least it might make the podcast pay for itself because making 50 quid over a year isn't going to be a great ask of your podcast Thanks very much for that Packup. And now a very special announcement from the LB Performance Podcast The Marvel MCU movies have been some of the greatest money makers we have seen this decade and one thing they have in common besides the tenacity and the heroism Going through every single movie is at the end in the credits, just as you think the movie's finished, there's a little tease for what is to come. There's this just hidden inside the credits, if you wait and you sit there, something great comes along. And we have that here on the LB Performance Podcast. Lawrence, can you take it away with the mid-credit scene?
0: Don't know what you're talking about. We're finishing up now. Anyway, <laughs> 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 The good news, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm proud to announce, is that the LB Performance Podcast will be returning for season two. So, I want to say first of all, thanks to everyone for supporting season one so far. I'm really hoping that this episode goes down with the listeners and potential listeners as far as setting up your own podcast is concerned. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you guys have any suggestions on guests or even if you do want to tolerate Paka being back on one of my future episodes, do get in touch. Um, And even if you guys have any questions for me or even for Paka, you can get in touch with us using our own respective Instagram pages, which has obviously gone on about too much at this stage. But mine is LB Performance. Paka, what's yours? Mine is go underscore on underscore
1: guest. Go on guest.
0: Next season, I'm hoping to do a couple of different things on the podcast, and you'll see that when I come back for the first episode, which will be in about mid-April. I have a couple of things to wrap up when it comes to my own college projects. So I need a bit of time for that, which I hope you guys can understand. But thank you so much for all the support that did thus far. Packet, thank you so much for that absolutely wonderful alley Um, that was just super, super intro. And guys, thank you so much for listening if you've come this far into the season. Never mind this episode and I will chat to you guys on the other side.
1: Bye. Take me the hamster. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk to my daddy, go and eat- Email and Instagram. His Instagram is LB Performance, and his email is coach at LB Performance.
0: See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.